Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we're back. It is Friday, February 12th, and today we're going to be finishing up the third part of the Ultimate Agent Survival Guide. I'm really loving the fact that so many of you guys are sharing this podcast. We can surmise that that happens a lot when we see a spike in uh, listens and downloads, and we really appreciate you helping us spread the word. And I did go in and I counted how many different countries were being listened to. It's 62 different countries. So for all of you guys all over the world who are discovering Real Estate Coaching Radio and Tim and Julie Harris, thank you. You'll hopefully like your uh, time here and listen to us every single day. This podcast happens every single day and most Sundays. So Julie and I are absolute masochists to getting the podcast out. That's about it. (laughs) You're welcome. That's right. So um, today we're picking up where we left off yesterday, like I said, talking in the day before, talking about the ultimate agent survey. Survival Guide. This is your step-by-step plan that answers the question that we often get, Julie, Tim, you know, or any of our other coaches, I'm in a situation where I absolutely need to make money now, or I'm just getting back in the business, or I'm new in the business, or I had some closings fall out or, you know, fill in the blank. In other words, you're finding yourself on thin ice and you're wanting to know what to do. And out of desperation, you're just, you know, essentially grasping at anything that will help you ascend the ladder and get to the next rung. And that's what this plan is designed to do. Now, one of the things or the thing that you got to understand about our coaching in general, our best-selling book, Harris Rules, and certainly this plan, is this plan is not about thinking about it, getting ready to get started, working on your mindset, pontificating, or uh, any sort of other uh, mental masturbation. This is all 100% about getting into action. And the action or the lack of action is what caused you to be on the thin ice that you find yourself on now. So when you're going through this plan, and Julie, and we've been giving you these things point by point, make sure that you're following them exactly. Don't do your rendition of the plan. Don't substitute one thing that feels like it's hard or maybe is making you a little uncomfortable with something that's easy. Don't fool you know, essentially fake work with real work. Real work is where you're in front of a potential seller, primarily and buyer, uh, and you're essentially, you know, hop, helping them purchase purchase a house. That is what real work is. Or defining it or drilling down even further, if you're not putting yourself in a position to hear the word no, at least five times a day, you're not doing the real work of real estate. That should be every one of yours minimum standard. And by putting yourself in front, as I always have to drill this down, especially for those of you guys who are new listeners, it is a direct conversation, not anything that's happening passively. So this is a conversation in you know the era of COVID, mostly over the phone. It is not going to be anything digital. So if you're not putting yourself in a position to hear the word no, at least five times a day from asking people the questions that would lead to hypothetically the signing of a listing contract primarily, but a contract in general, that you did not work that day. And by the way, it can also, well, let me, I'll broaden that slightly. If it's setting an appointment, if it's asking somebody for a referral, by the way, Julie, who do you know who's thinking about buying or selling real estate that I should be helping in this market? If you're not doing that level of work every single day, if you're not asking a question that could result in someone saying no to you at least five times a day, you've really got to you know, take ownership of the fact that you're on this thin ice because of the fact that you are truly avoiding the real work of real estate. Does this make sense, Jules? It does. And if you are already one of our coaching members, there's something that we have in Premier Coaching that will assist you with that, uh, not just thought, but action. 
And that is called the Real Estate Daily Success Game, where it, you actually have fun with it. You score points for doing the things that actually lead to real appointments. Obviously, the listing appointment being the most important, but other appointments are listed on there, things like a price reduction. Maybe you've got some listings that you're surprised didn't sell right away. What are you doing about it? So uh, if you're already a member, you have no excuses, especially members have no excuses. So uh, Tim, since we're talking about the survival plan, I have a great segue into our next point. Okay, so this is one of our coaching members who posted on our members-only Facebook page, and this is Teresa Bakehorn uh, Bever. She says, uh, so thankful for Tim and Julie. Since I couldn't find valid phone numbers, I found courage to door knock expireds. Only one day out, and look at this $850,000 listing. <laughs> oh, that's the picture on our Facebook yeah. page. Yeah, isn't that awesome? You know, the only thing that's bad, there is but, something we need yeah, to point out. We know why it, I didn't are, sell. Are you looking at what I'm looking <laughs> the at? Carpet. Yeah, the carpet. I don't know. Carpet's got to go. Look, who is this again? Teresa? Yeah. Teresa, this, there's, yeah. This carpet in this house, oh my gosh, and it's wall to wall too. Okay, at least the kitchen looks nice, but that carpet, wow. Yeah, you need to seriously yeah. have a conversation about using, the, there's a word in real estate called neutralizing. <laughs> right. <laughs> or in this case, maybe this house would be neutering yeah. <laughs> the uh, ugly carpet in the main living room. I think and, it's just too confusing. It's really busy. Yes, that's true. Anyway. But that's, but really, I mean, we poke fun, but that, you know, that could be a very motivated seller that just needs a little tweaking to the carpet in their great room. That's, and maybe maybe a little price reduction, maybe not, and it's probably going to sell. We have so many cases. And if you guys want proof of this, look at your own hot sheets, right? So track a listing that expired maybe after 90 or 120 days and then see when it gets relisted, maybe from you, and it sells right away. Well, the move, honestly, since you and I are, I can't move past this coaching opportunity, right? <laughs> right. With regards to this listing, uh, Teresa, assuming you're uh, listening to our podcast and regarding to your new listing, and congratulations for taking action and getting it. The move on that house, and Julie was just clicking through the rest of the pictures, would definitely be to extend the hardwood floors into that main yeah. living area. It's so weird that they have hardwood floors in the kitchen, but they don't, and, but they have that atrocious carpet in the main living area. So get a price on extending that that hardwood into the uh, main living area, it's probably going to be a lot less than you think. And if I'm looking at these floors correctly, they do appear to be, um, they're not on-site finished floors. So these are not expensive floors necessarily for them to upgrade. It's going to be probably 25% more than the cost of new carpet. Carpet in a house like this, in this price range, is going to be seen as a detriment, not an attribute or any sort of benefit. So just replacing carpet with carpet might not be the move. And strangely enough, when just the very notion that they're going to be replacing the floors uh, prior to closing might actually cause the house to sell. So you uh, try to get a render of the floors uh, in that house, especially in the main room, with uh, having had that horrible carpet pulled up and putting down hardwood floors. And then just obviously maybe stick that on the MLS and then put text over the picture saying floors to be replaced. And yeah, you, or at you least watch, get an estimate for you'll it. get a contract on it yep. instantly. Yes. And, and, you know, that's pretty typical of expireds is it, it doesn't take, like in most cases, a ginormous price reduction or tons of days on the market. You And the interesting thing about expireds is when you relist them as the second and sometimes third agent, the things that the seller will do for you are different than the fights they might have had with their uh, primary listing agent, you know, the first one. Especially if that yeah. pri previous listing agent was the one that sold in the house oh, and yeah. went, went on and on how much she loved the carpet when she sold the house to him originally, right? Exactly. And now she's having to tell them the carpet's horrible. So anyway, look yeah. how we just did that. We can't, this, I know, we saw an, oppor I know, I know, we saw an opportunity okay, to well, help somebody sell a house. <laughs> oddly enough, the next point in the survival plan is this, call 100% of expired listings in the area you work. And now, 
uh, Teresa was smart enough to door knock them when she couldn't find phone numbers. So that means if you can't find phone numbers or the phone number you're using on certain expires doesn't work, don't give up. That means nobody else can call them either. Go door knock them. Okay, so uh, you can also talk to them 30, 60, and 90 day old expireds. Door knock the best ones. This should amount to a minimum of five contacts daily between new contact and expired follow-up from the previous day's contacts. You can also, as I said, do, go back in time, but also withdrawns temporarily off the market. This is a honey hole. And, you know, I can just hear the gears out there of people listening. Oh, it's a hot market. If it expired on somebody else, how can I sell it? Well, there's still aspirational pricing. Well, let's and give still some mispricing. Yeah. Well, so I can give you, Julie and I can give you story after story from our own real estate experience. And I know you guys mm-hmm. like those stories too. <laughs> and but we tell them intentionally because it makes us uh, reminisce about the day of selling real estate, which oddly enough, occasionally we still do miss. And especially on the listing side of things. But there were so many examples of expired listings that Julie and I were, we called on when we were selling real estate. And we would go out to the house and it was, there would be no location issue, no price issue, and no condition issue. In other words, the house should have sold. But what happens is after a house sits on the market for a certain amount of time, the market basically makes assumptions about the house and then uh, market being buyer's agents and even buyers for that matter. And then they stop looking at it. So you have essentially in any marketplace, in any community, in any neighborhood, you have essentially what feels like waves of buyers that will come in. So if you had a house that was like 500, you know, 499,000 or 699,000 or whatever, and it expires, you'll, you'll see that it, it usually expires, uh, expires. Did I, am I saying Expired. it right? Expired. Expired. Didn't sell. <laughs> Yeah. It usually didn't sell. Runs out of time. It usually didn't sell because at the time in the market that it was in, it may have seemed slightly overpriced. Or it didn't sell because the market that it was in, it had a bad condition issue. Or the market it was in, maybe it had, you know, like a location issue. Something like that at the time was making the house not as marketable as it otherwise could have been. Market conditions have changed. In virtually every market in the country right now, it's a hot seller's market. So what was overpriced? What wasn't good enough condition? What wasn't good enough location uh, six months ago even? Hell, even some markets 90 days ago is perfect now. And Julie and I would go in sometimes and all we'd do is take new pictures and all of you have been in real estate for any length of time will have experienced this as well. Take new pictures, write new description, put it in the MLS, same price, um, and it appears as a new listing and it sells instantaneously, even though there had been a sign in the yard for six months to a year prior to that, just because it showed up on everyone's hot sheet and just because all these new buyers were motivated, you know, motivated by it through their alerts mm-hmm. and the whole thing. So basically, the real estate hype machine made the house appear all fresh and new again, and then people wanted to get all over it, whereas before they passed over it because they just assumed it must you know, have dead bodies buried in the basement because of the fact that it had been for sale for long. And uh, the market was able to see the days in the market. These are the types of things that happen in a hot seller's market like this. So the gift from the real estate gods that they give you in a hot seller's market is your ability to go back and find the houses that didn't expire before and oftentimes be the bearer of wonderful news telling that seller that guess what? Six months ago, a year ago, it didn't sell because of you know whatever the market feedback was. But now we can get it sold and maybe even more money without you doing any improvements um, you know, in this market because of this market. And that's also, I'll tell you something else where that's kind of a surprise too, is with for sale by owners. And I've heard yes. this so often in all of our private Facebook groups, people talking to for sale by owners and the listings are actually underpriced, underpriced listeners. They don't know the trajectory of the upward momentum that's happening in pricing right now. And that the, um, 
you know the uh, the Fizbos were using essentially sold market comps without realizing that the market had you know bounced up maybe six or seven percent since they priced their house ninety days ago or whatever. And so you can actually walk into that situation easily justify your commission because you can show the fact that the house you know has increased in value far beyond what they thought it was actually worth, thus paying your commission. And, you know, there's so many opportunities, again, in this rising tides market that you need to be leveraging. And don't hide out. Go after these, um, go after the sellers primarily. Go after the old expires. Go after the for sale by owners. In many markets right now, it's still the dead of winter. I get it. But there are going to be so many uh, agents that come out of the uh, woodwork in about probably you know sixty to ninety days, mm-hmm. and and part timers, new licensees, and they're all going to be you know trying to grab the same low hanging fruit that you are. Do yourself a favor and drill down now and go after this uh, older expired type business, and then build yourself up a nice listing inventory that will give you momentum for the rest of the year. Yes, exactly right. So you cannot turn your back on expireds. I I always harass them and say, you know what? It's kind of malpractice that you have a real estate license and you're not reaching out to help these people. You really can't complain when somebody else takes that listing if you're just going to ignore it. So just saying. Okay, so the next point is register with all of our recommended BPO companies. BPO is a broker price opinion. It is the cousin of the CMA, Comparative Market Analysis. You get paid between 50 and 100 bucks each. On average, it's usually about 50, but you know, if it's rural or something different or mixed use, you can get more money for that. Um, so BPOs are for the sake of immediate cash flow. This means gas money, grocery money, etc. BPOs can and often do lead to bigger and better income, but in the meantime, they can pay for at least part of your basic needs, if not all of your basic needs. And I was just listening to Coach Rochelle's Friday call because she handles a lot of BPO questions. She's almost like their BPO co-pilot. Definitely. You know, because there are there are a lot of efficiencies that you can find and Yes. So they don't know who Coach Rochelle is, Julie. Oh, well, our, uh, one of our premier coaches. That's right. And on, fr- and on Friday, the, the uh, premier coaching session is all about basically BPOs, a lot of distressed real estate conversations, right? Um, and BPOs primarily. And the, and the really valid point that Julie's making is basically what we call BPO math. Can you explain that to them? Yes. Okay. So a lot of you guys have, have got in your heads, well, why would I spend all this time to only make 50 bucks? That is the wrong mindset. And at first, I would pose to you, how many CMAs have you done for free? So yes, you will do work like that for even less. But here's the math behind it, okay? So let's say that on average, you're getting paid $50 per BPO. You sign up for, what was the coaching on this? All of our recommended BPO companies, so you can get BPO cash flow. So you're doing five a day times 50 bucks. I just I'm gave Julia a calculator. I'm just making sure that I remember my BPO math. I right? know. So remember, so this This times. is the ultimate agent survival guide. This is for those of you guys who are on thin ice. You need to create cash flow now. You can create cash flow from a lot of different things in real estate. Obviously, selling real estate is number one. But you can also be doing BPOs. And here's how the BPO math basically works. You take your average monthly, which a lot of you don't know. It's part of your real estate treasure map yep. to figure this out. Figure out what your average monthly and average daily cost to exist is. <laughs> Right? So break it down, whatever your number is. And most of you guys, having done this with many of you for a bazillion years, 5, it's basically $5,000 a month for most of you guys to pay your bills. Divide that by 30. Okay, so your average cost to exist and your average cost to keep the lights on in your house is roughly $170 a day. And just do your own math. You need to know what your daily cost to exist is. It helps you to actually have a sense of control over your finances and it will relieve a lot of financial pressure that you might be feeling 
feeling. The unanswered questions, the uncertainty is what makes you feel, uh, you know, frankly, it makes you feel uh, unable to focus on what's go- what it's going to take to actually accomplish the, the resolution of your problem, which is getting onto firmer grounding off that thin ice, right? And so knowing what your average monthly and daily cost is, just take, you know, 5000 divided by 30 equals roughly $170 a day. And that's how much money you have to earn a day just to stay even, right? Now, I want you to focus on what Julie's about to tell you. Oh, you know what? Real estate treasure map. Yes. If you guys want to figure out what your uh, monthly and daily cost of uh, living is, your bare minimum that you need to make sure that you're not just surviving, well, you move from surviving to thriving, text 2021 to 855 685 1045. Text 2021 2021 to 855 685 1045. And when you do, we're going to text you back our fill in the blank real estate treasure map. The real estate treasure map is your business and life plan. It's, I, you know, it's a lot of pages, print all the pages out, read all the content, understand the importance of not skipping any steps. It's not too late for you to set new, you know, New Year's resolutions, even though we're into the second month already. But the reality of it is, is that most of you set goals, but you never accomplish the goals. The reason that's true, and there is a national, there's a, a statistic that says most people who set New Year's resolutions in January give up by March, and sometimes it's February. So we're right in that zone for the quitters to quit. Yep. The reason that they quit is because they don't develop a plan that backstops their goal. So you can have a goal, but without a plan, without an actual drilled down plan, you're not going to accomplish the goal. That's what the real estate treasure map does with you. It helps you to set the goal and then create the plan and create the deadline. That's how you get stuff done. Yes. So look at this BPO math, right? So we know from having nine gajillion coaching calls with all of you that for most of you, your monthly personal overhead is five grand. So how do you get there with BPOs? And how much better are you going to feel when you know you've consistently at least got that covered? Gives you financial freedom, mindset freedom, and all the rest. So all you have to do is sign up on all the BPO companies and instead of thinking of them as onesies and twosies, systematize it as we coach you to do. Coach Rochelle is actually doing that right now as we speak. Okay. She is doing it right now. <laughs> yes. Okay. So systematize it as follows. You do five a day, five days a week. Okay. So you're, you're making $1,250 per week times four weeks is five grand. Okay. Now, in order to get there, it usually takes, I mean probably 30 to 45 days if you do the coaching exactly as we coach you. So that's $5,000 a month, and you've totally got that covered. Technically, you only have to do three a day to cover your overhead, assuming you're getting paid, which would be, you know, we're doing very, Julie and I are very conservative, so we're giving you very conservative numbers. Some BPOs will pay you as little as 50 bucks, but in most cases, it's going to be 100 bucks, 125 bucks. Yeah. You're going to get the occasional BPO request, which will be on a multifamily or something, and that could be several hundred dollars. Commercial BPOs can pay thousands of dollars. And you can negotiate. If you get an assignment and it's like, you know, 40 miles away, you call them up and you say, I'm going to blow that on gas. I need you to pay me more. And they usually will. And not, and you just remember BPOs are ordered for just a billion different reasons, not just because the house is in foreclosure. It's ordered for, I mean, we can go down the list, but there's no sense in making this, um, this podcast today all about BPOs. The gist of it is, is there's a never ending, no matter what market direct, no matter what the market conditions are, there's a never ending need for agents to do BPOs. And the cool thing about it now is not very many agents are even BPO savvy. So you could actually, and our suggestion is, and I want to scale this idea, is if you're on thin ice and if you're wanting to basically make it so you could stop the financial losses, start doing BPOs because those will pay you directly, usually within 30 days or less. Now I'm going to give you, I'm going to expand on this idea. If you have a team member, if you have staff, if you have many staff members, my suggestion is, especially those who you have, you pay a fixed cost to, 
admin sorts. Make them do their enough BPOs every single day so that they are covering their cost to be part of your business every single month. So if you've got somebody you pay you know five thousand uh, dollars to, make it so that a, a new uh, extended ver- you know their added job responsibility is going to be to do three BPOs a day. That's it. They show up, they do what they're normally doing, and they do three BPOs a day. That way, they're paying for themselves. That's a great way for you to make it through uh, in anticipation of what I don't really see happening anytime soon, but leaner times. Back when the market corrected, we had so many uh, brokerages and teams that came to us and said, Tim, how do I, you know, Tim and Julie, how do I make this work? And a lot of times the answer is what, frankly, was they waited too long. They had already burned their candle at both ends and they didn't have enough cash reserves. But for those that did have some breathing room, this is the, that was the prescription we gave them. Everybody needs to start doing BPOs. Everybody needs to start essentially stop being a rider in the boat and everyone has to be a rower. That's the visualization. If you can run an efficient business of any, of any sort, nobody's just riding. Everybody's rowing. Everybody has to participate in revenue generation. That way, if for some reason the market has a hiccup, you're not going to be stuck with a bunch of fixed costs that has to come out of your personal savings and what should be your ability, your own personal income as well. They're paying for themselves. That is a very smart uh, business thing that you should all be put in place, uh, putting in place now. Because once the market does change, and remember, the market could change in your like when Julie and I were selling real estate, it was a very distinct buyer's market where we sold real estate, even though the coasts were on fire. Now the rest of the world's on you know incredibly hot seller's market, and the coasts are slowing down, especially in New York. So you never know when the market's going to change. So at the very least, be smart enough to have the discipline of having a source of income that's not reliant on a real estate transaction. And in fact, when the markets change, you get more BPO business. Yeah, for right? sure. So it's actually extremely scalable. We had a uh, coaching client that lived in Detroit during the housing, you know, during the recession. He was making 19000 a month. Yeah, I okay? remember. It very consistently, too, because he scaled it up. Okay, so only a few more points. Next is... Uh, if you have a listing inventory, immediately sign up with 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE.COM. Now, we, do, we haven't asked you to spend any money until now, and this is only $37 a month because it will, it will strap a rocket booster to your listing uh, incoming calls, some of which will also be sellers. And if, right. And if you don't have any listings, well, again, you probably don't because you're on thin ice financially. That's the reason you're doing a survival guide. You can put the sign rider on other agents' listings with their permission. If not a rider, you can just put a corrugated plastic sign rider in their front yard of the listing, again, with their permission, and you will peel off all sorts of uh, buyer leads for free which goes back to the insanity of buying buyer leads in the first place because, frankly, guys, buyer leads are so plentiful that the fact that some of you are spending so much money with Zillow buying buyer leads has always been bizarre to me but never as bizarre as it is now. The way you want to have never-ending supply of buyer leads is learn to be a listing agent, and then you will have, for every one listing, you're probably going to generate in a market like this 20 or 30 uh, buyer leads, of which probably three or four are going to be good ones. Yeah, and in fact, a quote from one of our coaching clients who uses 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE and does carry listing inventory, it is, quote, like shooting fish in a barrel, Yeah, the buyer, you know, incoming. And and again, remember, making, making sure that you use that script, which home in the area do you plan on selling? Because buyer leads are listing leads in buyer's clothing many and times. So Julie just touched on the script that you learn with using our system. And the gist of it is, is that every buyer lead needs to be treated as if they were a seller lead in disguise. So the buyer might call asking about a particular, you know, something about the house. But at the end of the day, you have to assume until proven otherwise that they're an actual seller that has a house to sell either locally or at a 
state, out of state, grab the referral on that. Refer that to another agent. Refer it to a Harris coaching client. You know, go if you're a member of our coaching program, lots and lots of referrals happen on our private Facebook member pages. Exactly. So last but not least, and we need to wrap up here, is get help. If any of these points cause you consternation, if you want help implementing 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE, if you're not sure where to start with expireds, place to start is to text 2021 to 855-685-1045 so that we can help you further. Remember, this plan costs you literally almost zero, but don't wait. You know, waiting is possibly what got you here in the first place. That's right. You don't have time to get ready to get started to work on your mindset and possibly feel like taking action. This cuts through all of that and gives you the exact step-by-step what to do. Then, and again, for our coaching members, an enhancement to that is the daily success game to just keep you on track and make it a little bit more fun. That's right. So listen, guys, stay focused, stay drilled down. The best years of your business and personal life are definitely still in front of you. Be aware of to all the opportunities that are surrounding you. If you're feeling overwhelmed, we've done a series of podcasts on that. If you're needing direction, we've done obviously this podcast and a series of podcasts on that. Don't give yourself an excuse not to exceed all of your original expectations. Don't give yourself an excuse to be complacent. Don't give yourself an excuse to give another, let another moment, let alone another year get by you without having accomplished, you know, essentially things that you'll be proud of in the future. Make it so the future version of you is singing the praises about the current version of you for having taken the actions that you did. It's the future self versus the past self. You're in this situation now because the past version of you wasn't doing what he or she should have been doing. In the future version of you, what's that person going to be thinking about the present version of you? Are they going to be singing your praises? Are they going to be saying, Bob, why'd you sit around and spend so much time on Facebook? You should have been picking up the phone. I think everyone knows the answer intuitively. Anything else you'd like to say to these guys? Get to work. I don't know why you would wait. You know, everybody has massive enthusiasm about real estate right now. You just have to participate. It's incredible, actually, what's going on in the markets across the country. It's incredible. More hot than I think we can ever remember. You oh, know. yeah. This is the best real estate market. And, you know, you and I have been in real estate since our early, you know, 20s, basically. We've been in this business for over 25 years. And I have never remembered the mm-hmm. market being as hot. Not universally uh, hot. Universally hot. Yep. Lots of opportunity for everyone. Of course, with the exceptions being in Manhattan and Miami condo markets and stuff like that. But even there, I'm sure we have some listeners there. Yes, we acknowledge that your lives are different. But pay attention to what's happening. There's lots of great incentives for buyers. There's even... Since the pendulum has swung so far, now there's agent incentives. There's there's new construction that's paying four and four and a half percent to the buyer side. You just have to know what's going on in your market if you're in those sort of opposite markets. You know, I'm going to say something just from having basically been paying attention to a lot of conversations that were happening on Clubhouse. If you're still trying to figure something out that you've been trying to figure out for more than maybe 30 days, it's probably not worth figuring out. You know, I see so many, I I see so many people that are spending so much time worrying about, you know, all the things that we're being told we're supposed to worry about. And you're always looking for an answer to decode it. You're always looking for some new guru to basically help solve a branding issue or a social networking issue. You're always looking for some solution to a problem that really doesn't exist, but you're being told exists that you have to solve. The only real problem you have in this world, in this industry rather, is your willingness to basically be of service to other people. All the other stuff is ancillary. It's voluntary. If you don't ever want to have a conversation uh, with somebody about you know all the things that, again, I know the world tells you is important. 
uh, branding, marketing, social networking, none of the things that Julie and I prescribed you to do first and primarily in your business require anything other than you having conversations with folks with the intent of helping them solve a problem, which is you know primarily selling a house. That's what our primary focus is, teaching you guys how to do. And then all that other stuff is optional. So if you find yourself... Uh, essentially still you know, hitting that same Rubik's Cube that you've been working on for a long period of time trying to solve it, it's probably unsolvable, period. It's not your lack of knowledge. It's not your lack of anything. It's just the fact that you're trying to solve an unsolvable problem. So make your new goal not just to essentially trying to constantly de-riddle the latest and greatest social networking scheme, but your new riddle should be how do you make it so that you're helping more people faster and making as much net profit as you can? Why not you? Why don't you actually pivot away from chasing the novel and the new and start moving towards actually being of service to other people and making yourself rich where your money works for you you no longer work for your money? Seems like a practical, taxable thing I just said to you. If you've not yet read our book, Harris Rules, please do consider doing it. It are the rules that Julie and I prescribed to all of our best coaching clients. We've been doing it for decades. It's available on Amazon. It's available on Barnes & Noble. It's available at bookstores everywhere. So make sure you get the book, again, Audible and also a printed version, Harris Rules. And it's a great, essentially it's your roadmap to what you should be doing if you're serious about building a long-term uh, consistently profitable real estate practice. In the meantime, if you guys want to talk to Julie and I about Julie uh, joining us at eXp, yes, uh, Tim and Julie Harris would love to sponsor you at eXp, please text me directly at 512-758-0206. 512-758-0206. In the meantime, you guys have a fantastic day and we'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank you.